the blast from our past network. Krom. I've never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good men or bad. Why we fought or why we died. No. All that matters is that two stood against many. That's what's important. But what pleases you, Kram? So grant me one request. Grant me revenge. And if you do not listen, then the hell with you. Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. This week, we are covering the movie Conan the Barbarian. Dean is here as well. Hey, Dean, what's up? Hey. Um, hey. Can you believe that I've never seen this movie? <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be shocked I if you even saw it. it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen Conan the Barbarian. I've seen this for sure. I watched it. I did not. I had not seen it before. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked <laughs> at all. Hey, Dean, what did you think of Conan the Barbarian? Uh, fucking rules. <laughs> oh, man. This was a Saturday afternoon special for me. Exactly. It, that's exactly what it is. It is a Saturday afternoon special. Yeah, I just remember like so many different times catching pieces of this movie on a Saturday afternoon. Um, I think this was my second time ever just sitting through the entire movie. Okay. So not what one... you think, Tim. Oh, I at first it was slow for me. Like it, it wasn't going well at first. Uh, and I was thinking, oh, no this isn't going so well. And then I really got into it and exactly, I yeah. really enjoyed the movie. I think they just needed to do like the character development, which they were doing. And then at one point I just got sucked right in. This movie actually stuck with me for a few days. Like I've been having yeah. trouble getting it out of my head. I just keep thinking about different scenes and man. Yeah. It really gives off this weird vibe that a lot of movies yeah. don't have a vibe like this. There's something very strange about it and odd and kind of refreshing because of that. And I, I loved it, dude. Yeah, that's when I know it's good, when, it, when I'm thinking about it days later. So that's why I take some time sometimes to like throw up my rating on Letterboxd or something like that, just because I need a movie to sit with me. And if I'm still thinking about it two days later, I, I'm rating that thing high because I... If it can stick with me, then then something's going on right about it, right? Like some, something's exactly. good about it that like keeps making me think about it. Sometimes I'm like, I come out of a theater really high off the movie and just like absolutely loved it. But then like three days later, I'm not thinking about it at all. That thing didn't stick with me at all. Um, this one, it stuck. I was the same as you. I kind of started off and I was like, okay, I don't really like sword and sorcery movies. I just don't. 
and I guess I just won't be super into this. And then like 30 minutes in, I'm like, I love Sword and Sorcery movies. They're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they do a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of fun stuff in this movie. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, it was released in 1982 with a budget of $20 million, and Conan the Barbarian grosses somewhere between 70 and $80 million. So that is a big financial success for 1982. Totally. That's great. That's awesome. This movie was directed by a John Milius, and I didn't recognize his name, but he's directed movies such as Red Dawn, Extreme Prejudice, and Clear and Present Danger, among others. And he also wrote Apocalypse Now, which is a movie I love, and I definitely want to cover on the podcast one day. Yes, we totally have to do Apocalypse Now on the podcast. Um, It was the same for me when his name popped up. Actually, I knew him by name, but I didn't know what he did. So like, his name popped up, and I was like, I know that name. What is it from? And so then I went and looked, and I was like, ah, the writer writer of Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I love Apocalypse Now. That would be a great uh, a great one for us to cover. That would be a fun one. Yeah. It's like uh, that, that was on the list kind of from the beginning. I've always wanted to do that because I, I just think it's such a great movie. But oftentimes what we do here is we fly by the seat of our pants week to week. And yeah. it's kind of like, what do we feel like watching this week? And Apocalypse Now is a tough one to just be like, hey, I really feel like sitting yeah. down and watching Apocalypse Now this week. You have to be in a very yeah. specific <laughs> mood for that movie. So when that feeling strikes, when it strikes we will yeah. jump on it. I promise cool. everyone. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, this was written by the director, John Milius, and Oliver Stone. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oliver Stone apparently wrote an entire script during a period of addiction to cocaine and depressants, which resulted in what director John Milius called a total drug fever dream, albeit an inspired one. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of his movies. That's the story of the 80s there, Tim. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Stone's script would have a four-hour runtime and was based in a post-apocalyptic future where Conan leads an army in a massive battle against a horde of 10,000 mutants, which sounds incredible. I want this movie. Definitely. It sounds like a third movie, though, not maybe not a first movie. Well, it sounds like a trilogy of movies, even. Yeah, it sounds like that one thing just could be three movies, and that battle is the last one. Sounds good. Sounds good. It, it sounds great. Yeah, I. it sounded like the way that the whole <laughs> battle gets going is he's protecting a kingdom of princesses. <laughs> of which, course. Which of course is awesome. Is. <laughs> yeah. Now, music by Basil Polidurus, who did the music for RoboCop and Starship Troopers, Dean, among other works. Cool. Cool, Cool. yeah. He also did the opening ceremony music for the 1996 Atlanta Olympic Games. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I watched those. I love the Olympics. Yeah, that's when uh, Donovan Bailey won the 100 meter, right? Was that 96? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Fastest man in the world. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. We had a lot to do with that, you and I. Helped him out. For sure. We trained him. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know wouldn't go that far but he couldn't get out of the blocks till we we were until we had him let's just say we inspired him dean okay yeah sure let's go with that 
maybe more believable. Uh, I will say, Dean, this is one of my favorite movie soundtracks. Totally. I totally understand that. It's so fucking epic. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. I looked it up after the movie because I was like, it's so epic. Yeah, it just adds that like epic feel to it. Um, So I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's still going strong. Like people love it. Um, You can still get it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think I mentioned uh, mentioned the soundtrack on a previous episode even. I, I think I said, if you go to the gym and you lift weights to this soundtrack, right. you will lift the weights over your head and throw them through a wall. Right. <laughs> it's true. That's like how, you know, amped up this, this soundtrack will get you. Yeah. Yeah. So amped. Now, uh, excuse me for a second. Excuse me. Hot take alert. Okay. Hot, oh. hot take alert, okay. everybody. Everybody settle down. Hot, hot take alert. You'd think having Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the character of Conan would be enough to carry the movie. But with this being his first big role and him still being very green, I think he's one of the worst characters in this movie. Hot take yeah. alert. Um, Yeah, Tim, I'm... I can stand by that. What do you think? I can stand by You're that hot board? take because I'm on board because uh, what makes him great in this movie is his look and like some of the things he can do, but he is n- not great in the movie. And there are some great performances in the movie. There actually are a few, quite a few. Um, so he is not, yeah, he is not the best character in the movie. He's probably, you're right. He's probably one of the worst characters in the movie. He does some things that are great. He does some things that are great, but uh, he doesn't stand up to those other characters. I'm not saying he did a shit job or anything like that. I'm just saying how surprised I was by the supporting cast in this movie. Uh, I wasn't really expecting that. Like I kind of was expecting Schwarzenegger to shine, but Sandal Bergman as Valeria blew my mind, dude. She blew my mind. The voice of Mako as the narrator. I know him very well as voicing Aku from Samurai Jack. Loved nice. hearing him in the movie. The coldness of James Earl Jones as Thalsa Doom was most Crushed impressive. It. Yeah. The best friend Subatai, played by championship surfer rather than actor Gary Lopez. He was so good. Nailed it. Not even an actor. Nailed it. He's not an actor. He's not an actor. Uh, his wow. voice was dubbed in afterwards as well. That's not his voice you, you hear in the movie. But seriously, oh, okay. that guy's a okay. surfer? Oh, incredible. They must have uh, really got him into costume there because he doesn't look like a surfer. No. Yeah, him and Schwarzenegger, they actually lived together for a month prior to filming the movie so they could build their bond and practice their roles, which I think is so cool. Yeah, that worked because they're yeah, best buds in this movie. And it's like they just I think, Tim, I think that's when like we started really liking it, when all these characters started coming into the movie because they're so good. Like as soon as these two like are just best buds, like it's it just gets so much better. Yeah, I found an interesting piece of info uh, that director John Milius altered his original script to play to the actor's weaknesses. It's just a really good move, you know, understanding who you're working with and not trying to make unrealistic requests to them. I think that's a great call by Milius. Oh, you mean like, like, don't 
make try to make them do things that are their weakness. He, he cut scenes out of the movie because okay. he knew were, he they knew. Were weak at. Yeah, he knew like Arnold's new. He knew this Jerry guy's new. So he cut scenes out because he didn't want to put pressure on them to perform in a way that they wouldn't be able to. Okay, cool. So he like he realized what he had and he worked with what he had. He didn't try to make yeah. them do something they couldn't do. I think that's a really level-headed director to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now, this movie is based on the literary works of Robert E. Howard from the 1930s. And characters in the film are loosely based on characters in the books. Um, one example is in the books, Conan is said to be more powerful, more talkative, and more educated than he was portrayed in this film. Okay. I haven't read any of the books. Were these books before they were comic books? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. These are these were stories from the 30s. I believe okay. they gained popularity again in the 60s with possibly a re-release where people just rediscovered them. Then they got changed into comics um, okay. after that. But the, the, the books yeah. are what people love. Okay, cool. And the appearance of Conan, like the way he looks, was cemented in the 60s by the book covers illustrated by artist Frank Frazetta, whose work is nothing short of legendary. Cool. Now, Dean, we start out the movie with a narration from our buddy, the Wizard of the Mounds. And he says, Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this Conan, destined to bear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon his troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. That sounds good to me. Let's sounds good. Yeah. Let's hear tell about, me about it. the days. Tell me about the days. Yeah. And then we go into the days. Dean, we see Conan as a young boy watching his father forge a mighty sword. His father tells yeah. him, There are many gods, but Krom is his god. And the father also tells Conan, He must learn by himself the riddle of steel. And gives him a hint, saying, The only thing he can trust in this world is his sword. I really like. Um this whole talk at the beginning and it's sort of ending with like that you can't trust anybody but you can trust you know the sword because the sword will never lie the sword will always do what you think it's going to do uh i i like i'm not like i would think that there's hope in people but i like that this father's you know teaching this to his kid and so you know why this kid's going to be so obsessed with this sword later on um i i really like it as setting up the movie and then i like how they kind of continue it on in the movie of like how strong is steel it just becomes like this theme in the movie and so i love that it's set up right here it's it's just really it's it's nice uh it's good filmmaking you know just to set it up right here for me sure yeah i like this riddle of steel that he's talking about yeah you know this is it yeah. kind of goes on through the movie it's very important the father tells um this lore of humans stealing the ability to forge from Krom. That was knowledge that Krom right. had. The humans stole it so that they could forge 
weapons. They could forge steel. And within that is a riddle. Like there's something you need to know about steel and its importance. And if you can figure it out, you're going to be asked by Crom, like at his gates when you're dead, um, if you can answer the riddle of steel. Yeah. And they have to figure it out, though. They got to they gotta figure out what it is. Cool. Now, Dean, unfortunately, we see the village of Conan get attacked. The villagers are killed. His yeah. father is killed, eaten by His dogs. His father is killed by armored dogs. They're wearing armor. Yeah. Did you notice, Tim, that the dogs were wearing armor? Yeah, they didn't need it, but they did. They had it. They didn't need it. Those are vicious dogs. Yeah, they tore them to bits. Then, Dean, we see their leader, Thalsa Doom. What, what a cool name, Thalsa Doom. So good. He walks over to young Conan and his mother, who are holding hands, and Doom cuts off her head. Yeah, in a really interesting scene with a lot of, like, close-ups, a lot of, like, just cameras sticking on faces. And then, like, you're like, what are they thinking? They're just staring yeah. at each other. Like, everyone's just staring at each other. And then she drops... Uh, um, Conan's mom drops her sword down and then Thalsa Doom kind of turns away like he's going to leave. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess they have an understanding through all that looking. And then he just turns back around and cuts her head off. Like, it, it's just such an interesting little scene. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, for those same reasons. You didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. You didn't know what they were thinking. Yeah, you didn't know even what was going on. Like, why are they just staring at each other like that? And it was, it, it actually, like, uh, increased the tension of the, of the scene. For sure. Then when you think she's safe... Uh, it sounds like you thought that. I thought that as well. Then he kills her, cuts her head off. He turns around and cuts her head off, yeah. Yeah. They take young Conan. Actually, huh? Just the one thing that this whole movie has that's kind of shown right in this scene is that there's like not a lot of talking and there kind of doesn't need to be. No. You know, like there, you could just watch this movie on like mute and understand what was going on. That's a good because point. Because like yeah. it's, it's such a, it's, it's, it's visually telling you the story as well as, you know, ha having dialogue and stuff. But it's just so good at visually telling you the story that you don't even really need any of the dialogue. Yeah, that's a great point. So they take young Conan and they imprison him at a slave camp where all he does day in, day out is push the wheel of pain, Dean. Shit. Sounds bad. <laughs> we watch as many years pass and all he's doing is pushing this wheel dean how many years do you think you could go pushing the wheel of pain for how many years years three hours three hours three hours i could push the wheel of pain three hours dean conan kept pushing the wheel of pain until he was an adult probably yeah. 15 16 years oh, for sure yeah you know what that's done to him Made him huge. It's turned him into an enormous adult. <laughs> He's been hardened his entire life by pushing this wheel. I actually really yeah. love this concept that Thalsa Doom creates a hero by the very yeah. slavery he forced upon him. It's really neat. Yeah. I, li I like when movies do stuff like this. The villain creates totally. the hero or the hero creates the villain or so something like that. It's fun. Yeah. And Thalsa Doom is doing it for his own benefit, like which we, you know, we'll kind of find out later that he's I think he's actually building up Conan because then he thinks since he got him at a young age that he has control over like he's his, you know, he's his 
he's a slave, he's his, build him muscular, and he'll now you got a strong guy doing whatever you want. Yeah, I never picked up on that. I don't really know what what went down there. I don't know why. I, I thought maybe he just sold sold Conan, you know, for money to slave owners. I'm not sure. Um, I think he tells I think he tells him later that he he made him like that. Yeah, he gave him those muscles. Right by by selling him into slavery, but I I don't know if there's like an underlying like I did it because I wanted you to. He never says like I want you to join me at, at any point or anything like True. that. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm not saying that that's not the right you know outlook on it. That I just never I never got that out of the movie. Yeah, I was I was definitely confused about this uh, wheel of pain and why they were like if they had this slave, why were they were making him so strong and building him up until the next step here, Tim, the next step when I saw yeah. what it was, I was like, Oh, this, I love this now. Yeah. Once he gets large enough, they start using him as entertainment in fights to the death. <laughs> Everyone it. loves it. And he becomes a master at it. Dean, he, he becomes yeah. so good, so efficient that he's taken East and trained by the great warriors. He learns how to fight. He learns how to read. And he learns how to please many women. Oof. I don't think they were pleased. Uh, he was pleasing himself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's The verdict is out on whether they were pleased or not. Yeah. Conan Dean is eventually set free. I guess he just earned his freedom. Yeah, I think so. I think because he was such a great fighter that the they were so impressed with him that they're just like, you're free. You can go. Yeah, they probably realized that at any moment, he could just kill them and free himself. Right. They probably had like right. a round table and they're like, I don't yeah. think we can... We gotta cut him I loose. I don't really think Conan is a slave anymore. Like, yeah. do you have control over him? No. No, do you? Mm, no, I don't. I definitely don't. No, what about you? He could just rip our head off, right? No. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, he could kill us in a second. All ten of us. Yeah, we'd all be dead. Oh, let's set him free. Yeah. So that's what they do. They set him free. Perfect. He finds a sword in a hidden cave. He thanks Krom and goes off to live his best life, which turns out to be heavily focused around avenging his family. Definitely, yeah. And and the sword he found, he thinks he found Krom. Like, he thinks he found Krom's skeleton. And that was, like, maybe the first sword ever made? Oh, is that what happened? You yeah, because his father was? told him that Krom was buried underground. Ooh, I missed so that. So he thinks he found Krom. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I think. I love that. I, I love that take. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Krom will not be happy that Conan stole his sword. He took his sword? Yeah. Not too happy. From his grave? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I wonder not if, great. I wonder if Krom gets revenge on Conan in the movie for that. Maybe he does. I love the idea of Krom. Um, I, I love... Yeah. Like Krom is like, he's not, he's not like a merciful God. If you look yeah. up Krom and you do some investigating to Krom, he is not like, he's not nice, right? He doesn't like, <laughs> yeah. he's not looking out for his peeps, you know, he's not like, right, right. oh, you, you, you worship me? Cool. I will help you. He's all about like, prove yourself. Right. But. I might even still just punish you because I want to have fun or I'm right. angry. You know, don't upset me in any way or I'll destroy you. He's a very interesting God. 
Sounds like a good good god to follow. It, it seems like the perfect god like for this story, for this Conan story. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Conan needs a god like that. This world, it seems like, needs a god like that, right? Because this yeah. is a savage world. It's it, savage. It's very yeah. savage. It's yeah. You gotta. You really have to. You know, I think anybody who doesn't push the wheel of pain for at least ten years is just gonna get wiped out of this world. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's automatically you're dead if you don't do that. Yeah. Now Conan has a sexual encounter with a witch. Yeah, this was great. a great scene. This, it was this great. Was, yeah, this was really great. I think she had witchy vibes right wow. away. Wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, totally. Uh, as soon as she was crawling by the fire, I was like, "That is a witch." <laughs> totally. Yeah, she uh, she drugged him right. Like she threw some blue yeah. dust into the fire as she was crawling around. Like you're saying, uh, yeah, that was yeah. like a red flag. I'm like, did you just throw a bowl of blue dust into the fire? And it's like, it just disappeared. And I was like, eh, what did that do? Yeah what, yeah. what did that do? That was very purposeful that what you just did there. Yeah. What was <laughs> what that was all that? about? Yeah. It was very, <laughs> very interesting. I liked it. Um, yeah. She turns like pure evil and is trying to kill yeah. him during sex. And he, he fights her off. He goes outside and he, he finds a uh, Subatai, his, his new best friend, Subatai, who the witch cool. had chained up. And, uh, you know, Conan unchains him and that's it. Forever best friends. Friends forever. Yeah. That's all it takes in this world. You free someone, you unchain them. Best friends. Yeah. And not in like a, I'm in debt to you way. Just best friends, both of them forever. Best buds. The guy, the guy made Conan laugh. Conan's like, why should I unchain you? And, uh, the guy made him laugh. He cracked like a bit of a joke. I didn't think it was all that funny. I don't live in that world. (laughs) You know, it was probably funny for yeah. that world. It was something about like, right, well, for sure. I don't, I, he's like, I don't care if, oh no, he wanted food. He's like, don't even set me free. Just give me a bit of food so I can yeah. like fight off the wolves who are going to kill me anyways. Yeah. He's like, so I don't die hungry. <laughs> oh yeah. So I don't die hungry. Yeah. Conan yeah. laughed and he's like, you're my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like you guy. Yeah. <laughs> I will you're free funny. You. Yeah. So. Subatai knows where the big city is and he takes Conan with him off to the big city. Conan has never seen a big city before. Right. And he thinks it's glorious. They get high on Lotus Dean. <laughs> they do. They get high on Lotus. And Conan so high. punches out a camel. Tim, it's the best. Tim. <laughs> I would like to point out that I am against animal cruelty. Of course. But this happened at a time where that was kind of just happening. And it happened. This happened. Wow. Yeah. This movie's on the American Humane Association um, unacceptable list. Oh, okay. Well, now it, it ruins it a bit now that I know he actually punched that camel because... Why? Um, the, I thought the it was pretty hilarious. The camel's long dead. Pretty... Yeah, it's true. Okay. Yeah, probably um, from CTE from probably that from a concussion. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was so funny that Conan got high and he was just giggling and stumbling around, and he bumped into a camel and just turned around and punched it. Like he thought that just like some guy was like just trying to bump into him and rough him. I up. don't even know if he thought it was some guy. 
<laughs> he just punched it. He turned around and punched He's it like, immediately. Who, what? Who or what bumped me? A camel. Great. Yeah. I know this. I'm, I can punch this thing with no repercussions. It's ridiculous. It was wild, dude. That's wild. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah, that's a good word. It is wild. Well, Conan is searching around the city. He's looking for Thalsa Doom's symbol, which is two snakes over a black sun. He keeps telling he he keeps asking people, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this symbol?" Uh, and then Dean, they meet their newer best friend, Valeria. Yeah, she's awesome. <sighs> she, I love her. I love her so much. Yes, she's the best. Yeah, they find some snake symbols, not the not Thalsa Doom symbol. But they do right. find some snake symbols um, at a complex, like within this city. So they break into it, and they do find Thalsa Doom's number one guy. Yeah, Rexor. Rex, nice. Rexor cool. is his name. Yeah, this I love this. I love this little snake layer. Um, it's. Uh... They're they're doing like a sacrifice there or something I think right like that's what that they they have this little, like little meeting there and I think they're I don't know if they're doing a sacrifice or like an initiation there's like a woman who's going to jump into a pit mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind of surrounded and watching it and I'm just like oh cool there's a snake cult this is <laughs> this is fun yeah so they're a cult like they worship yeah. false doom um, yeah and I think what was happening here was it was just like a show of how much they worship him and it's like if yeah. he asks you to kill yourself will you do it and that's what was happening here because the girl they like it was a big you know presentation uh and then they had this girl jump to her death and her death was supposed to be down in this pit to get eaten by this gigantic snake yeah but conan and Subatai have already been down in that pit. They've already snuck in. They've been stealing jewels and stuff. And they <laughs> yeah. killed that snake, that giant snake, the giant beautiful snake. Great. Great part. Love the giant snake. The whole scene is kind of unraveled very slowly because they are stealing while it's happening. And the snake is like kind of, it, it, there's a giant snake, but it's coiled up and it just looks like it's part of like the, the the decor in there you know it looks like it's just a statue and part of the carving but then after they steal a jewel its eye kind of opens and then i'm just thinking i'm just sitting there and i'm like this is like a 82 a movie from 82 what's this gonna be like this they're they're hinting that this snake is gonna come to life what am i gonna be watching here what is this snake gonna be is it gonna look horrible and then it looks amazing (laughs) it looks great it's a fun fight conan ends up cutting its head off it's it's great it looks awesome it was great. It took both um, Conan and Subutai to do it. Subutai yeah. Subutai is an archer, so Conan yeah. he was in there doing the brute strength stuff. He needed Subutai to come in and light that thing up with a few arrows before he could cut its head off. Very cool stuff. Looked. I can't stress enough how great that that snake looked. Uh, but but yeah, Conan, Subutai, and Valeria—they're all able to escape, and they have uh, stolen treasure now. Yeah. A lot, a lot of money. Lots of money. And they're all very happy about it. Conan and Valeria yeah. really hit it off. Okay. They also have sex. Dean, the boob counter, if we had a boob counter in this movie, it would already be at 100. Yeah, well, we're at like, 
I don't know how far we are in the movie, maybe 30, 30 to 40, 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's had he's had sex with three women already. And I'm like, how by the end of this, how many how what's this counter going to be? But um, he has fallen in love right now. So this is this is the last person he's going to be having sex with. Well, I don't know about that. He's Conan. Pleaser of women. Well, yeah. I mean, at this part. I thought that there would be a lot more. I'm just saying that he f- he fell in love, and so there isn't going to be any more. I, I know what you're saying. It looks like, like it does look like they're really getting into each other, um, more so than just sexually. Like they're they're laughing with each other. They're having oh fun. for sure, yeah. Um, yeah. I really like those scenes showing us that because it represents this possibility that like these two could actually find happiness with each other in this crazy bloodthirsty world. If you don't have this scene, me as a viewer, I don't realize that that's even possible within this world. Like the director needs to show me the boundaries of this world. And when he shows me these two have kind of fallen in love like this, there's um, an outside chance for happiness. And that's kind of what I'm looking for in the movie then is like, okay, can Conan and Valeria, you know, live happily ever after? So I really loved that inclusion in the movie. Totally. And especially the first two like sexual encounters being just like basically just for sex or for, you know, what like uh, just in the moment type things that they're just, you know, they, they just met people and they're having sex with them. This is a lot. Uh, this scene, uh, yeah, adds a lot of to their characters of being like emotionally invested in each other. And you're like, oh, this is different than the first two I saw. They're like they're in it together um, yeah. and they're you know, they're they're kind of falling in love. Yeah. Now Conan and Valeria, they get blackout drunk, Dean, and they're captured and taken before a King Osric, who's very upset because his daughter has chosen to follow Thalsa Doom as one of his slaves. And the king offers them as many gems as they can carry as payment for bringing his daughter back to him. Yes. So another step closer to where we need to be but also like I like how it's kind of set up, you know, where it's this king is like employing them to do something for him, but it's actually getting Conan one step closer to his revenge. Um, so it's it just really works in the story for me to be the next step of how to you know how to get to the next place. Um, and this king played by Max von Sydow, which is incredible. He's in there for like five minutes. Yep, yeah, he was okay. So Conan decides to abandon Valeria and Subatai during the night to go on this journey alone. They're too close to him. He doesn't want them to get hurt. I like that. Yeah. We get to meet the Wizard of the Mounds now. We've heard him talking this whole time. Now we get to meet him, and he helps Conan find Doom, and Conan sneaks in dressed as one of Thalsa Doom's, like, slaves or worshippers. Yeah. Like a, even like a, a priest one or something, you know, it was like, right? He had like the higher color robes, I think, oh, I didn't to kind of give him a little bit more access, I think. I thought they were all just in white. They were in white, but then he had like these purple, he had these purple like strands that I didn't know if everybody had. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know what that means. Maybe not, maybe not. He thinks he'll blend in because everyone's wearing the same thing. Right. But unfortunately, Dean, for him... He's three times the size of everyone else there and sticks out like a sore thumb and he immediately gets caught. He's clearly someone who's pushed the wheel of pain yeah. in his life. It's like, hey, 
what is that? What's that yeah. one in the middle of a thousand? What's that one? That looks like a Conan. Let's get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get, get him. Get that Conan out of my, my cult. Doom tells Conan he wants the Eye of the Serpent back, which was one of the gems Conan stole earlier. He, like, pulled it off that snake's, like, pulled it right off the snake, and then the snake came to life. Yeah. Um, he's also very mad here at Conan for killing his pet snake. Yes. That's not a cool thing to do, according to Doom. Yeah. Yeah, so they, you know, do what you would do if someone kills your snake. They crucify Conan. Yes, and just before we get to that, I, the the talk that uh, that Doom is having here, this is where they kind of continue the talk about steel, where he's saying, like, you think steel is the strongest? No, the strongest is flesh. Because he has Doom has all this control over all these people. So he just points at someone. There's like they're in kind of like a pit, and he just points at someone who's watching them from above and he says, You come here. And the person just walks off the ledge to their death, falling down to their death. And he says, That's power, not your steel. That's power. And I thought that was just a really strong move for him, really strong move for Doom. That was very cool. I also like it in the way of like, yes, steel is incredible, right? Because it, it can kill. But it's the wielder of the sword. It's the flesh. Just like he's saying. Yeah. Right? Like, I could be there carrying a sword. I'm not going to beat Conan. You know? Yeah. It's, it's who's wielding it. Like, how powerful are they? How strong are they? How intelligent are they? How virtuous are they? I feel like that's the riddle. It's like, yes, okay, so you, the humans stole the way to forge from Krong. Right. That's not what's going to do it. All you have now is a tool, a weapon. What you need is the right person to wield it. That's the riddle. Yeah. The riddle The riddle of steel, I think, is that it takes the right person to wield that weapon to, like, be that champion or be that king. So, yeah, um, but totally. I love how Thalsa Doom is kind of the one to sort of talk us in that direction yeah and he's also basically saying like because it's the wielder of the weapon if i can control them then i control all that power you right. know i control exactly what they're going to be killing with that sword so he's yeah. just focused on that's why he's the ruler of this cult he runs this cult right he's just focused on the people you know getting the people to follow him and manipulating them in the ways he needs yep yeah, so um, Conan has been crucified. He hangs for a day, maybe more, we don't know, until Subatai and Valeria find him and pull him down, and they take him to the Wizard of the Mounds for help. Now, Dean, what did you think about this part with this near-dead Conan at the wizard? Uh, I, I liked it. Um, so he's, yeah, he's, he's nearing death, and so they're going to do... Uh gonna do like a protection spell thing on him to um to be able to kind of bring him back to life and, and regain all his strength and uh i think it's cool i think they they kind of wrap him up and write you know write uh kind of tattoo things all over him um i guess maybe that's the spell they're writing the spell all over him and then in the night all these demons come um Maybe to take him. Maybe the demons are coming to like, maybe he's dying and the demons are coming to take him or they're attacking because they're using this dark magic. And uh, 
I love that they have to fight them off. You know, I, I think it looks really cool. I think the, like the demons are kind of like these ghosty, ghosty apparition type things. And they're punching them and the, the punches look good. You know, they, they're going, they're kind of like, they're working, you know, they're like hitting the, the demons and they kind of float off a bit, but then they come back. I really liked the scene. I thought it was pretty intense and, and looked pretty good for, especially for 82. Yeah, agreed. I thought it looked amazing. It was really yeah. scary. Like it was, yeah, it was scary. Freaked yeah. me the fuck out as a kid. I don't think yeah. I could have handled this movie as a kid. First of all, I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. There's so many boobs. It's so vi- and it's so and violent. it's so violent. But also, yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to watch this as a kid. This would not have worked yeah. for for young me. But watching it now, man, was that a cool scene? They wrap Conan in all black. They put these black markings all over his face and hands. I think that's some sort of spell to like repel death because he's so close to death that the wizard thinks death is coming for him this night. And if they can avoid that, then he'll survive. So almost like, I don't know, like if someone gets a fever and they have a really, really bad fever and you're like, well, they might die tonight because of this fever, but if they can make it to tomorrow, the fever will subside and they should be okay. It was like that. Like he's, he's there, he's right on the edge. And then, yeah, we get to physically see like death come for him. And these apparitions that you mentioned, they're trying to drag him up into the sky, but the wizard has tied Conan down to these stakes. So they're trying to pull the body off and they can't get it. And then Valeria and Subutai, they go out to fight them off and they're physically like fighting them and punching them. Yeah. And the sky, there's a storm in the sky and it's blood red. And my goodness, uh, just visually, this was my favorite scene in the movie. It was amazing effects for 82. Really impressed. Yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty sure ILM did the effects for this one. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Really, really neat. Really good. And so cool to see his like friends physically fighting off death. You know, it's like just so cool to see that they were actually like helpful, uh, you know, fighting off death coming for their friend. And the idea of this Conan, this great warrior, he's basically been killed. He he needs his friends to save him here or else he's going to die. Like, I, I love that. That's what like really works for me in this movie. It's this triad of these characters who who need each other they they come across each other in these this weird like circumstance they're all conan just kind of stumbles upon these different people valeria and supatai on his journey to try to get revenge but they become this like really tight team and they need each other yeah ah it's, it's great really really great writing it really really worked well for me so they survive the night and Conan is going to be okay. The wizard tells them about Doom's Mountain, and he says there's a way in the back that they could sneak in and take the princess back. So they suit up. They put on some badass war paint. Oh, did yeah. they look good in this war paint? They look awesome. And as they, they look awesome, and as they're sort of in this war paint and sneaking in, and we just had this great moment of them saving Conan. Like, I am so connected to the three now. Like, yeah. these are the three heroes of the movie. Like, it is no longer just, like, Conan and his friends. It is the three heroes of the movie it is, yeah. going and entering this place. Yep. So they do their uh, they do their suit up, and then they sneak in the back door. Dean, they sneak past an area with slaves working. Then they sneak past yep. the area with the orgy happening. 
and they yeah. find the princess and she's right beside doom and his throne. So it's not going to be easy to get her. It's not like she's being no. held in a cell. You know, she's into this. She wants to be yeah. there and she's like right at his feet. Yeah. She was like manipulated by him. Like, because like all these other people here, she wants to be his slave. She wants to be in, in the cult. Um, She's happy to be uh, right at his feet. Um, Yeah. So it's going to be tough to get up there because they still have to get past all the, all the orgy that's happening and the, the, the soup of body parts, Tim, mm, the soup there, that they're, they're feeding everybody the soup of body parts. When they snuck past, when they were sneaking past uh, this, in this place, there was just bodies hanging that were like, that have been like emptied out of all their organs. They're just hanging upside down, just like meat. And then you're like, what the hell is that? And then you see them as they slowly get deeper and deeper into the cave. They're like making it into soup yeah. until we get to the soup that they're serving to everyone with body parts, with heads and hands and feet in it. Yeah, man. Looks gross. It looked like pea soup with body parts. It looks like pea soup with body parts. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, in a giant bowl. In a giant uh, bowl. It's a cauldron. Community that's bowl. You, that's yeah, how cauldron. you cook soup for the masses back then in a cauldron. Yeah. Um, I kind of like to think that Thalsa Doom is using some sort of sorcery or magic on the people to make them follow, to make them worship. Um. My my argument would be her, the princess. Yeah. She's so manipulated. And then my second point would be like something that just ends up happening later that we can touch on. But, you know, spoiler alert, when Thalsa Doom gets killed, it seems like the connection with the cult is it's like broken. shredded. Yeah. It, it ends. Yeah, totally. So I feel totally. like he had some sort of a spell on these people. Yeah. And he definitely is a magic boy. He's got a lot of magic that he's about to show us coming well, up. Heck yeah, let's get right to magic boy here. Okay. <laughs> I love this part. It's great. Thalsa it Doom's eye turns to a snake eye, and then he transforms into a snake. Dean, what did you think about this twist? I'm going to call it a twist. What would you think? Great. I thought it was so good. Like, this is, for me, in movies... Um, I'm always looking for the fist pump moments where I can just cheer at the screen for what it's given me. This is definitely one of them nice. that he actually starts turning into a snake. I'm just like cheering, pumping my fist, and they're showing us it very slowly. They're not just like, they're not just like, okay, James Earl Jones, cut away, snake. No, his face is like stretching mm. and expanding. Like James Earl Jones' face is stretching and expanding yeah. into a snake, like into a snake's form. And then eventually we cut away and cut back and it is a snake. But like they do a lot of work up to that, leading up to that of showing us his transformation. Loved it. I was totally on board with as soon as shit went down, he transforms into a snake to run away. Yeah. It's totally on board. I like it. It makes me feel worse that his snake pet got killed oh because i know like he turned into like basically the exact same thing like yeah what got killed his brother his sister maybe yeah his father maybe his mother his daughter his son yeah his friend his friend yeah i don't know his mailman his mailman i guess could be yeah i i don't know they don't tell us so it could be anything 
His bench press spotter. You think he works Just out? Just bench press? He doesn't look like yeah. he works out. Oh, he works out. His uh, hairstylist? It could have been his hairstylist. His hair. His hair. Is wow, his hair. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's hair. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very long and nice and flowing. Yeah. And a wig. I want to touch it. <laughs> well, for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, for definitely. Sure I want to comb it. Now, big battle sequence here, Dean. We've got our triad of heroes. They've penetrated yeah. Doom's lair. They've lit it on fire. Big fight. Heads are being chopped off. Conan's fighting Doom's number one and number two guys, Rexor and Thorgrim. Pretty fun. Snake Doom escapes through the wall. And Valeria, Conan, and Subutai escape with the princess. But as they're riding away on horses, Thalsa Doom, like, sneaks out his mountain. He's back to human form now. He sneaks out his mountain. He sees them escaping. He picks up a snake. And he, like, straightens it out. Very, very cool. And he turns it into a snake arrow. Cool. Uses it with his bow, and he shoots it at the group. And it goes right into Valeria. Yeah. And she goes down, and this was a very sad moment for me because she was the shining light in this movie. She was my favorite. Um, Very cool, though, is, like, it's a straight snake arrow into her side and Conan pulls it out. And then as it comes all the way out, it turns back into a live snake. It was really, really neat. It was really good. I was looking, I knew that it was like, I kind of, I not like I knew, but I was hoping it would happen. Like as he was pulling it out, I'm like, I hope when that comes all the way out, it's just yeah. a, a snake. It just Same. It does it. And I'm like, what the hell? How did they do that? How did they make it look so good? It's perfect. It's great. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm, and, and I love. I, I was just gonna say I love um, that coming out of this high that we just had. We do have a little bit of a low. You know, I I'm sad. I'm obviously sad. Oh, um, of course, you know, that, dude. That we're losing one of the best friends. I'm very sad, but it's uh, it's cool because they get this little win, and I'm like checking the runtime, and there's like 25 minutes left. So I'm like, what else is gonna happen? You know, what else can happen in yeah. this movie? Because they just did it. They saved the princess. You know, we're all we're all good here, right? Um, so yeah, I I like this beat in the movie. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm I'm with you. I'm very sad we we lose Valeria here, but they set it up really well in the movie for for this moment to hurt. For this moment to hurt me. Yeah. So I appreciate it for that. Uh, they led me there. You kind of know it's coming. I mean, you, you, for sure. As I was watching it, you know, you have to know one of these friends is going to get killed. Um, I wonder if this is Krom's revenge to Conan. Maybe this yeah. was like, you, um, don't slight me or you'll pay for it. And, uh, you know, yeah, he's basically been like, I've been going easy on you. Now you're going to see, now you're going to see my wrath. Subatai, Dean, Subatai starts to cry as they're lighting Valeria on fire for her burial. And the wizard of the mounds asks him why he's crying. And he says, Conan is Sumerian. He won't cry, so I cry for him. Good friend. Beautiful line. Yeah. These friends are, these are best friends, Dean. They're best friends. They're good friends. I want friends like these. Yeah. He should go up. He should go up to Conan and tell him it's okay to cry. Yeah, he should. 
He should cry for him, but then he should go up to him and be like, it's okay to cry. You can let it out, my, my friend. He's not allowed to cry, though. He's not allowed, eh? Well, I don't know. Maybe Sumerians will be mad. <laughs> don't have tear ducts. Maybe they don't have tear ducts. Okay, yeah, okay. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, true. I true. don't know. I don't know. The Riders of Doom are closing in, and Conan and Subutai suit up in armor, ready for one last battle. And Dean, Conan, who has never prayed to Krom before, prays to him now. He's feeling weak. He's feeling in need of help now. Yeah, yeah. He, It's kind of funny, too. It's kind of like a funny prayer. He's like, uh, help me in this moment, and if you don't, like, screw you. (laughs) That's a pretty aggressive prayer. It's very aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're tell- it's weird it's so strange you're telling because- your god like help me now or the hell with you yeah it was very demanding it was it's like okay okay you like battle i've been killing a ton of people in this movie if you don't help me now i've had enough of you because what else am i supposed to do for you you love battle and i'm doing it so give me revenge grab me revenge or to hell with you. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. How has he had enough of Krom, though? He hasn't even talked to Krom yet. I know. But, it, but like, earlier on in the movie, he was, like, defending Krom. You know? Oh, he loves he Krom. He was just, like, yeah. he loves Krom so much. So, it's I, I like that he's got to this point where he's just like, all right, this is my first prayer to Krom. And if it doesn't work, <laughs> to hell with him. <laughs> I love it. Actually, that's a great point. I love it, too. Because, like... I feel like this is what Krom wants. This is the kind of like yeah. person Krom wants following him. Yeah. Um, that's really, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm just kind of thinking right now about the relationship between Krom and Conan and the just juxtaposition between Thalsa Doom and his worshipers. I hadn't really right, considered yeah. that before, yeah. but there is like a really like, there is something going on there. You've got, you know, two like almost gods in a way and who's following them who's who's worshiping them and what are they doing like what are what are their attributes and what does the what does the god want it's i don't know yeah interesting cool but it appears that that really worked for krom because like it seems like krom grants the prayer because the riders of doom come in and conan just starts decimating them one after another he is full barbarian here for the first time in the movie he is literally having no problem killing like armed rider after armed rider Um, yeah what i what i really like about all sort of all the action scenes but like this one is where i really remembered it really sticks out to me it's just like the heavy blows the heavy blows with the huge swords so you're just like taking massive cuts at people and it's just like going in their neck and blood spurting out and like cutting off heads and it's just it looks it just looks really good like it's really high budget action yeah um that i wasn't I kind of like I knew Conan was violent, but I wasn't really expecting it to like kind of look like this. Same. It, like looks like these blades are getting cut into people. It's really good. Yep. Really I, heavy battle stuff. I agree. I uh I really like this scene. Um also, you know, for the for the heavy, you know, graphic violence, but what really caught me most in this scene that I liked um the best kind of out of all the action sequences was the location they were fighting at. 
I just thought oh, it was yeah. so cool. They're at like this stone ruin area, but there's lots of places to hide. So it's not this like yeah. let's like it's not like the the riders of doom ride in and you know Conan and Subutai just start fighting them. You know, they're outnumbered, so they had to find a location where it's going to work for them. So it's this stone ruin where there's giant stones everywhere that they can, they can hide behind and they can move between and they can utilize the terrain, you know, to help them with their battle plan. Um, I really, really like that. Totally. And they made a couple traps, you know, they made a couple, uh, a couple wood stake traps that can, uh, yeah, drive into their and drive into their enemies. It was, it was really fun. It was a good, it was a good action scene and it, it was back to back. With another action scene. Like that other one happened like five minutes ago. Yep. But it's just so different. The two are so different that they both worked. They both worked even though they were back to back. I found that because uh, I was like, well, we're just going to fight again. We just fought. How is this going to be interesting? But it was so different. It was so different than the other one. Yeah, I I kind of have thought about that in the movie. Um, it was for a scene later, not actually this mm. scene. But since you bring it up, yeah. that, that raises a good point. It's like... Why did they need to do this? Like they could have done this scene one scene earlier. But yeah. I what I think is I think I like it because the story needed to continue. I don't think the yeah. story was done yet. If 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 you if everybody fights and gets killed at the last sequence, the story doesn't get a chance to breathe and make its way to the finish line. Yeah. So Dean, this uh this trap that that Conan set up uh pretty cool trap he ends up killing um the mighty thorgrim with this trap ah uh, yes did you recognize thorgrim um okay i thought i did but then i didn't look him up who is he okay he is sven ole thorsen who played sven in the running man who is R richard dawson's right hand man Yes. Okay. Because I was thinking Running Man. I was thinking that, and the, but I couldn't. I couldn't place him. I couldn't. I was like, I was going through all the, like the stalkers, and I was like, I don't think he was a stalker. So I was thinking Running Man, though. Ah, Sven. He's awesome. so jacked in this movie. He's the He's huge. biggest guy in this movie. He's huge. He's huge. He wields that giant hammer, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 But Conan gets him. Ha ha! Tricked you with his little trap. But then Dean. Um, Conan starts to fight Rexor, and it looks like he's going to lose. He's getting beaten up here. Mm -hmm. But the spirit of Valeria shows up and blinds Rexor with her Valkyrie armor. What was this all about? I don't know. I, I found it strange, and I weird. it never, like... It never came back around. Like I was like, when the movie ended, I was like, did I miss something? Because like that seemed very strange and weird. It was very forced. Um, I like that she came back and and helped him out. I like that. I just don't really know what happened. I don't know what happened. Like no one else has done anything like that. I don't know I what don't. happened. Look, Dean, we all want Valeria. You should have prayed to her. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> she came to help. We all want Valeria back in this movie, but yeah. we, we don't want her back because the writers have written themselves into a corner and need to find a yeah, way. Yeah, to, no, like, totally. It's like it, it was just a swoop in and save the day type thing. I just I don't need that I, because I liked it. I wish there was a reason for it. Yeah, I love exactly. I loved it. I loved seeing her again. Yeah, she's this like brilliant 
angel in a way. Angel, yeah. But why? You know, just give us a couple lines from her in the movie saying that, like, I hope to die, you know, in battle. And if I do, I will become a Valkyrie. And I will, yeah. like, soar the heavens and blah, 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 blah. And then end it yeah, at yeah. that. And then this works because they set that up. But this, it didn't make any sense. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I don't know, kind of wanted Conan to have that moment in a way. Like it might have been his chance to to have a like a good win against a, a, a bad guy here, but we didn't get it. Yeah. Very, very weird. I don't know. Not a big deal, but that didn't really fit with the rest of the movie, I, I didn't think. Yeah, I think there's a moment where she's uh where they're put where they're like way back when Conan was like gonna die and they were putting the spell on him and uh they were talking about how it was gonna be like a great cost and she was like, I'm willing to pay it. If they just put like if they were like, oh, okay, if you're willing to pay the cost, we should probably put some sort of protection on you too. And they put some sort of spell on her then, which like maybe somehow allows her to come back. Like that would have also worked for me. It just like it just comes out of nowhere. There's lots of areas where you could have made it work and yeah, they just just didn't yeah well her very shiny armor gives conan the upper hand and he is able to kill rexar uh which was very satisfying for me because he's been a thorn in our side this whole movie he's been there ever since totally, the start yeah. he's been unbeatable yeah. up to this point yeah i i felt very good that he got killed now with no one left at this battle thalsa doom himself is forced to retreat and Conan retrieves his father's old sword from Rexor. Rexor was using it. Right, um, right. But it was broken in the battle of the two. Yeah. Conan's Krom sword, as we're thinking it might be, yeah. obliterated his father's sword. Cut it right in half. Destroyed it. I actually like that for a supporting reason why that might be Krom's sword, because it seemed like his father was a great yeah. forger. Yeah, yeah. Conan retrieves the sword... And he raises his arms in victory. Now we see Doom back at his temple in front of his thousands of worshippers. And Conan and the princess are both there as well. Mm -hmm. So this is what I was talking about. Like, why not just kill Thalsa Doom back at that battle? The last battle that happened. Yeah. Just kill him there. But... That doesn't work for the story. I think the story needs to breathe a little bit more. Yeah. So they continue the sequence, and now Thalsa Doom gets killed here one scene later when it could yeah. have worked just fine a scene earlier. If Conan killed the, you know, killed Rex or then went and killed Thalsa Doom, had a fight with him there. But, you know, the, the, the story needed it. Yeah. And also, I think that Doom's power isn't strength his powers like manipulation and his power is um, whatever like sorcery has so that was a very like strength battle before so killing him there is not really it's just like a different feel you know when we go to this scene killing him here in front of all his followers would be just a, a it would be a, a better scene because of because of what doom's strengths are his strength is all those followers he said that's you know that's what's more important than steel is all that flesh he has all that flesh he has control of and they're all there during this scene so that's i think makes this even more powerful yes agreed and i think this is what's needed to show me that he has some sort of totally. like magical or sorcery connection to the people because yeah you know 
basically what happens here is they sneak up on Doom while he's in front of all the worshipers. Conan yeah. cuts his head off with the broken father sword, by the way, which is really badass. And yeah. once Thalsa's dead, the worshipers, it like it looks like I don't know if they just decide that there's better things to do with their life now or if the connection yeah. got severed. But whatever it is, once he's dead, they just all sort of like look around and they're like, okay, we're going to go. Yeah. And they focus on everybody making that choice. Like they just focus so heavy on showing us everybody making the choice of like throwing their torch out and going home. And I didn't think of that. Tim, I, when I was watching it, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you bring it up because I think that's exactly what's happening. I think that he's he's severed that connection, that whatever that manipulation was, whatever spell they were under is now broken and they just go home. You know, they just kind of give it up and go home. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it happened actually most dramatically with the princess who yeah. has been astounding to watch. I, I really love the princess in this movie. She doesn't yeah. get a lot of time, but the way she's moving, she moved very much like that witch from the beginning. She's very like, oh yeah, she's always waving her arms out in the air, like up and down, and it she's, seems like almost she's, she's like often carrying snakes. Stuff. Yeah, did you notice she was carrying of snakes course, one time? That was really weird. Very very cool. But when yeah. Thalsa Doom gets killed, she even kind of snaps out of it, like almost totally. Like, yeah. Where was I? What, what was going on? Yeah. Yeah. So after killing Thalsa Doom, Conan has a quiet moment of reflection. He's just like sitting there. I liked it. It was like a the movie was just allowing itself to breathe for, for a moment yeah. after all the action we've seen. I like it as a moment of reflection for him. Um, probably for the sadness and like the loss that he suffered. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was like reflecting on that. But from there, he lights the temple on fire. He picks up the princess uh, and he takes her home. And then we see this amazing scene with an older Conan sitting on a throne. Oh, yeah. That my goodness, did that look great. Yeah. I want to watch that movie. Totally. Old man Conan, for sure. Oh, looks so good. Uh, and we get a final narration, Dean, of, so, did Conan return the wayward daughter to King Osric to her home? And having no further concern, he and his companions sought adventure in the West. Many wars and feuds did Conan fight. Honor and fear were heaped upon his name, and in time... He became a king by his own hand. And this story shall also be told. And the end. Cool. Setting it up. Setting it up. Setting it up for a sequel. Uh, yeah, there is a sequel. Um, I don't think it pays any of that narration off, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think it's from what I've I've seen from it. I don't think it's really about any of that. No, it's not. I don't think it is, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we will get to that second movie at one point for sure. Awesome! It looks fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really like that movie though. Lots of fun. Lots of cool stuff. For me, it's the characters. It's the character developments, 
and just the weird shit going on in the movie, the weird, uncomfortable yeah. things that you don't really see in a normal movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I don't see it all that often that it was just refreshing to see something different or if there was something really unique in the weirdness that worked. I don't really know, but performances, weirdness, I approve. Yeah, lots of lots of great characters. Um, lots of good sword and lots of good sorcery stuff in like the sword and sorcery movie. There's 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 a good combination of the two. I was actually I was wondering if there was going to be sorcery stuff because uh, it doesn't really start with any of that, but then it really gets into it later on in the movie. And so that's when I was, uh, you know, just uh, when I was getting more into it. Uh, it was it was such a fun time. Um, it was yeah, it was it was great. I absolutely loved it. Still thinking about it. Um, good movie. I'm a fan. I will watch it again. For sure. Yeah. It's yeah. a very Saturday afternoon movie. I feel, I feel like very like I will definitely so. be watching it again. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. If you'd like to show your support for our show, everybody, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talking back podcast and consider becoming a patron. We promise that we will like you more if you do. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> and now that this episode's over, Dean, I don't want the listeners to stop having fun. I want them to check out one of the other podcasts in the Blast from Our Past Network. Okay, you can find everything you need at bfopnetwork.com. And if you can't find another podcast over there that you like, then you hate fun. That Yeah, I'm also on board with that. Dean, thanks for joining. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know, if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page, where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com slash talkingback, where you can make a one-time donation of any amount, or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.